Today's big question is, whose risks are you willing to take? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 69 today as we take a look at Proverbs 6, 1 through 5. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning and connect it to our everyday lives, everyday lives, <laughs> connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all of that, let's open in prayer. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity. The technology that allows me to do this is amazing, and I'm grateful for that. I thank you for the fact that you've given us instruction in really specific things, and that's where we are today. I pray that you would open this verse to all of our understanding, that we would learn from it what we each need to learn from it, and that you would guide and direct our conversation today and this teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 6, 1 through 5. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor or entered into an agreement with a stranger, you have been snared by the words of your mouth, trapped by the words from your mouth. Do this then, my son, and free yourself, for you have put yourself in your neighbor's power. Go and humble yourself, plead with your neighbor. Don't give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids. Escape like a gazelle from a hunter, like a bird from a hunter's trap. We start chapter six today, and chapter six has five sections or topics. And again, it's advice from a father to his son who is teaching us positive wisdom through negative examples. These are sections about what not to do. We're going to cover three of them this week. Today in the first one, we've got some financial advice. Here's the what not to do from this section. Do not guarantee someone else's debt. In our language, that might be don't co-sign alone. Put yourself in a situation where you can be held financially liable for someone else's financial choices. That could be a partnership or it could be investing in someone else's speculative risk. Now, why? That seems like a nice, generous, kind thing to do. But wisdom literature considers it not generous, but foolish. It's also not the only time that we find this instruction in Scripture, particularly in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 11.15 says, Whoever puts up security for a stranger will surely suffer harm, but he who hates striking hands in pledge is secure. Proverbs 17.18 says, One who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. And the last one, Proverbs 22.26 says, Be not one of those who gives pledges, who puts up security for debts. The Bible is clear. We are to be a generous people, but we are also not to take foolish gambles. In the Old Testament, God's people were instructed to loan freely, and every seven years, all the debts were wiped away. God has been so generous with us, and He wants us to be generous with others. Raymond C. Ortland Jr. says, God wants every one of us to take responsibility for Himself. But if you put your financial future in the hands of of someone that the bank already thinks of as a bad risk, you are acting irresponsibly yourself and encouraging irresponsibility in the other person. 
This is not a message about borrowing. It's not saying not to borrow money. This is a call for prudence, for wisdom and good judgment. It also does not mean to imply that this act is morally wrong, but it does seem to suggest that there might not be very many situations where this would be appropriate behavior. Such an act is probably not good for either party, either the guarantor or the guarantee. I'm not sure if I use those terms right. Also, note that these verses don't say that you may be in danger if you do this. It says that you are already snared, already trapped. You're already in trouble, even if things seem fine. So what to do if you find yourself in this situation? The verses say, get out. Do whatever you need to do to get out from this trap as quickly as possible. Swallow your pride. Don't worry about what you look like to other people. Beg if you need to. Just escape from what it calls a trap. This might seem like a novelty instruction for you. This isn't something that comes up every day, right? But remember, Proverbs wisdom is skillful biblical living, and learning something before it happens is wise. Here are a few more general observations that I can give you about it. First, we talked about this last week. We are supposed to be thoughtful and intentional about our money, about the risks that we assume, and about how we support other people. Second, we're not supposed to risk the future of the family that we are responsible for, for someone else's need. First and foremost, we're supposed to care for those who are currently entrusted to us. And third, we are supposed to be generous, but we are not supposed to be foolish. And we need God's wisdom to know which is which. So let's ask ourselves some questions. First of all, are you in this situation where you've assumed financial risk for someone else? If so, what do you need to do to get out of the situation? Can you think of any good reason why you would guarantee the loan of a neighbor or stranger. What situations, weaknesses, insecurities, or personality traits might cause you to do something like this? Today's big question is, whose risks are you willing to take? If you want a place to see and think about those questions, keep track of what you're learning in Proverbs, we send out a set of free journal pages in a Sunday night email. If you want to be on the list to receive those journal pages, go to getwisdom.link backslash email. And I'm happy to send those out to you on Sunday night. As for me, today's passage is a great reminder that there is really specific, really practical instruction in this book. We need to know what it is. We need to search it out when we're faced with life decisions. And we need to be sure that we're living with thoughtful intention. But I'm also thinking about the question that asked what situations, what weaknesses, personality traits, insecurities might cause us to do something like this. Because I think it's good to consider what might get me into trouble if and when this situation would arise. But also, it's applicable to keeping us out of a lot of other trouble as well. By nature, I am a people pleaser. I need to be sure that I am training myself to be a God pleaser before pleasing people. So if God says, don't do this, or anything else. And my personality sees it as wanting to be kind, wanting to be supportive or generous or concerned about how much that person likes me or appreciates me or not wanting to disappoint someone or not wanting someone to become angry with me. I need to be willing to live with those things because God pleasing is far more important than people pleasing. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you so much for joining me on this teaching today. If you are watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and benefiting from the wisdom of Proverbs, invite a friend to join you on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central when we will be right back here for the next show. 
If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Let's close in prayer. Father, we do want your wisdom, but we don't want it so that we can be successful or even so that we can avoid dangerous financial ruin. We really want it so that we can know you better, love you better, and love other people better so that we can live a life that's pleasing to you and honoring to you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that transforms our hearts into looking more and more like Christ each day. Amen. Amen.